Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the eighth day of May. I want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, and I hope that you have a wonderful day that you can be, if possible, uh, with those that you love and those of you who have a mom, if you can be with her today. I hope that you can do that and show honor and respect there. Let's jump into 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, of course, I honor uh, verbally. I'm, I, I don't sometimes feel like I have to do this when I know I'm going to see people face to face, but I am actually going to get to see my mom on Mother's Day. Um, my mom and, and my wife are the two best moms I know, and they are both, I'm going to get to be with both of them today as we celebrate Lucas's college graduation this afternoon in Crete, Nebraska. He's graduating from Doan University, and uh, we all get to be together, so it's going to be a great day. Um, let's joke. Let's go into 1 Timothy 1. Paul has a little moment here. He's trying to warn Timothy against false teachers, and he made sure that Timothy understood that he's doing this from a, a pure heart, a good conscience, a sincere faith. And he says, some people, verse 6, have deviated from these and turned to meaningless talk, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make assertions. And this then leads Paul, because of these comments, into a sort of digression on the purpose of the law. Before I get into his digression into the purpose of the law, I think that seventh verse is quite fascinating in which he says people desire to be teachers of the law, but they don't understand either what they are saying or the things about which they make those statements. Here's the ESV. Desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. And so you kind of put all that together and to me it says this. Paul is warning Timothy going, listen, there are going to be people who come to you and they want to teach the law but they don't understand the law and then he digresses into what the purpose of the law is. And it tells me that Paul was dealing with a world in which people were preaching the law for purposes that it did not exist. Because he'll digress into telling us that the law could be used legitimately but you're to use it on the guilty. And It tells me that if you're warning a pastor about those who want to teach the law, but they don't really know what they're doing and here's what the law actually does, then people that teach the law that don't know what they're doing are typically teaching the law to believers. And they're teaching the law as a means of righteousness. And they're teaching it as a means of obey and receive favor. Obey the law, receive the anointing. Obey the law, God's good to you. And Paul is pushing back against those who teach the law but don't know why they're doing it. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, I think a lot of us in ministry have used the law of God improperly at least once, and by once I really mean a thousand times or more, in our ministries. And I think people do it even when they are quote-unquote preaching grace sometimes because it can be so easy to slip into this idea that if people will do the right thing, they will receive the right thing. And, and the reason why that line is sometimes so difficult to stay, keep from crossing is because we do actually teach. We have to teach people that good works is part of what they're created for. They are created to do and to be 
but and and in that, then they've got to go live. Okay, it's not that's not just a some heady theology. They're actually supposed to put that into practice. So I'm not just created for good works. Yes, yes, amen, amen, and then just sit here. I'm created for good works. Yes, yes, amen. Now, where should I go do it and what should it look like? And the line there is not crossing over into, yes, yes, amen, I'm created for good works. Look how good my works are. Surely God's going to bless me now. And it's easy to cross into that. And I think sometimes we cross into it. We don't even know we've crossed into it because people in church have an almost, especially in the grace community, they have an almost PTSD against performance teaching. And so if they hear any of it, they either bristle back and can't receive the good that comes with the teaching because performance teaching is not bad. Performance teaching for righteousness is bad. Performance teaching for favor is bad. Performance teaching for the anointing is bad. Performance teaching is not bad. You want to teach people what performance looks like in Christ. In fact, that's Christ does it, Paul does it, the New Testament does it. So the line there then is, of course, how do we teach performance in Christ without people crossing over into performance for righteousness? And to do, and so I think it's got to be this proactive thing where we are actively reminding people that they are forgiven, that they are sons of God, that they are righteous, that they are a part of the kingdom, while, and pushing back against all the other gods. And some of those gods are, well, I'm not even going to go through a list. Whatever it is for you that keeps you from keeping your faith focused in that, in that place, that finished work. So when I, I think when Paul says they desire to teach the law, but they don't understand what they're saying or the things about which they are, and I like that ESV phrase, confident assertions. And then Paul, here's his digression. We're not going to finish it today, but it's a good place to sort of start stop today. We'll start it, we'll stop in it, and then we'll pick it up tomorrow. And that's beginning in verse 8. If we know, now we know, rather, that the law is good if one uses it legitimately. We actually know based upon Paul's teachings in Romans 7, that the law is good anyway. Paul calls it good, just, holy, and good. But here, in action, he says it's only good if you use it right. So the law can have a very negative connotation. It can be used, to use a Pauline phrase, illegitimately. So tomorrow, I want to talk about what Paul talks about, beginning in verse 8, and he runs it down through about verse 11, and that's the legitimate uses of the law and the illegitimate uses of the law. And we we concentrate in our circles of grace so much on the illegitimate uses of the law that I don't know that we spend enough time talking about the legitimate uses of the law. And so we'll get into that a little bit tomorrow. Again, happy Mother's Day. I know many of you don't listen to these on the day of, so you might be a three days, four days, a week, two weeks late. Um, however, this gives you some context as to where we are and when these things are happening. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.